Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I'm Peter Hansen alongside Shane Caldwell, and this is our Week 10 Primetime Show on Sunday, November 15th, 2020. We're going to break down the Sunday night and Monday night games. And Shane, we've got two home underdogs here, two teams that I've spent a lot of time rooting for, New England, seven-point underdogs against the and the Bears, three-point underdogs against Minnesota. What are your thoughts here on this primetime slate? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you're going to love enjoying these primetime games because if you're a fan of pretty much both of these teams here, it's, uh, it, it could, it could get a little bit ugly potentially here. Uh, I think uh, obviously Minnesota-Chicago should be more of a close division battle there. But yeah, Baltimore and New England. Who would have thought New England would be at home, uh, seven-point underdogs? You know. But, you know, a lot of things have changed in basically in a, in a year's time here. Uh, yeah, I don't really like how uh, New England matches up against the Baltimore defense. Uh, the Baltimore offense has largely been pretty disappointing this year, but they're still, you know, they're still a really talented group. Their defense has been ad as advertised. They're one of the best defenses all around. They, they don't really have any glaring weaknesses. And New England's offense is kind of, you know, pretty iffy right now. You know, Cam Newton, you don't, you don't you really know that. what you're getting out of him. Yeah, so that's a nice way of putting it. You know, they have some pieces. But, yeah, so it is. it, it looks kind of like an ugly game here. But I think, yeah, uh, but Baltimore, the way they spread out their production, all these different running backs and L Lamar Jackson not being a good passer, that also makes it difficult to figure out which guy is the target here. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll, we'll start on the uh, Baltimore side here. Uh, you know, big, big favorites on the road here. They're going to have the highest implied total on this slate over 25 points. And uh, you got to look at Lamar Jackson because he's basically a uh, tough matchup through the air. You know, New England's pretty, pretty good against the pass. They haven't been as dominant this year, though. Stephon Gilmore is still kind of questionable for New England. So you have to monitor that. But uh, New England is still a really good secondary, good in coverage. Lamar Jackson's kind of struggled through the passing game. Baltimore needs to almost switch up their scheme and get some different play calling because, you know, in the press they're talking about how Lamar Jackson himself is complaining. They know our plays. They keep calling our plays. Right. So it's kind of like they studied the film, what Lamar Jackson did, all these NFL teams. They saw the tendencies, and this simplified offense of Baltimore is starting to get exploited now. They're figuring out ways to stop it. So Baltimore needs to make pivots and change it up let Lamar Jackson throw the ball a little bit more and actually throw it to wide receivers maybe, but it's a tough matchup. So basically in this matchup, if you're Baltimore, it's going to be another running game and you're going to have, you know, three or four running backs rotating in and out and just, you know, pounding the ball. And then you're going to have Lamar Jackson getting loose on this New England team. New England's pretty bad against the run and one of the lower rated teams in terms of uh, DVOA and uh, also uh, yards per carry and those type of things. So it's not in it. And uh, Baltimore has a big uh, run blocking advantage here too against their defensive front for New England. So everything is pointing to Lamar Jackson will get a little bit going in the passing game, but mostly just the running game here. So uh, like Lamar Jackson, since he's pretty much the running back and quarterback, uh, my favorite running back is probably J.K. Dobbins but you can't always trust his his ability to get carries because Mark Ingram's coming back now. So this is just a the, it's very muddy in terms of the the situation here. But I you know Gus Edwards looks good because he's the goal line back. You know he's the guy that gets the touchdowns right now. Um, but if I had to pick one just for uh, those are overall talent, 
Um, I know it's limited, limited in terms of what he gets. I like J.K. Dobbins here. Um, if you want to go a little cheaper and get the goal line roll, then you can go to Gus Edwards. But my point is, even though they have a huge committee here and they're spreading it out, I think you need exposure to the running backs for Baltimore because that's the best way to attack New England. And it's in a good favorable game script. So someone's going to get these the garbage time, you know, if they get a big lead in the second half, someone's going to get those garbage time, run the clock down, you know, pound it, run it out type uh, game script here. So the game script favors the running backs for Baltimore. So that's why I would target one of those guys. Probably not interested in uh, Mark Ingham coming off injury, but Dobbins or Edwards is definitely in play. And then for the passing game, you know, Marquise Brown's pretty much disappointed um, all year, but he there's only so many guys you can attack here in terms of wide receivers. So I think he's in play. And then Mark Andrews, again, it all goes to, comes down to he's disappointing as well. I mean, Nick Boyle seems to be playing just as good as him, which is kind of crazy. So, yeah, Mark Andrews kind of hard to pay up for that price when you got a couple other tight ends you can look at here. But, you know, this might be the game where Mark Andrews finally gets a touchdown or two, too, as well, though. But New England's just tough against all those positions. They're pretty tough against tight ends, pretty tough on wide receivers. So, again, goes back to the pat, the running game here. So that's pretty much the breakdown for Baltimore. It's it's pretty tough because you know what they're going to do, but you, it's hard to predict the production for the fantasy points because they're going to spread it out to all these guys and just pound the ball. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It makes yeah. sense to try to get exposure to that rushing attack uh, because that is the, the better way to attack New England. But with Ingram likely back in the lineup, you've got those three primary running backs and then Lamar Jackson is basically a running back himself I mean last week Jackson had 13 carries J.K. Dobbins had 12 and Gus Edwards had 11 so it, it is hard to predict uh, you're just not getting a lot of volume uh, for for your dollar so although it's a good matchup I may avoid it in this two-game slate what, what we're going to do here is break down the two-game slate on DraftKings and hopefully that'll help you build your uh, showdown lineups as well. But for the two-game uh, slate, primetime slate on DraftKings, I may avoid all those running backs and pick out one of the receivers. The guy that I'm looking at is Marquise Brown. He's the first one you mentioned. And just looking at what happened last week, the Jets were able to beat New England deep. And I think this could finally be the time where Lamar, you know, finds a way to get a couple deep passes to Hollywood Brown. So that, that's where I'm looking on the Baltimore side. On the New England side, you know, I always try to dig in and, and uh, you know, analyze what I think the game plan is going to be. Belichick's notorious for that, picking out a couple guys to feature each week. And certainly with the running backs, that's the big challenge because there there's another committee um, and looks like we'll have that again. Uh, right now, uh, Harris is questionable, but we think he'll play. So if you've got Harris in the mix, uh, you know, that that's the, the guy that got uh, the majority of the carries against the Jets. But Baltimore has a tough run defense. So what I think the Patriots are going to do is look to the short passing game. And that's what they did last year against Baltimore in a similar game script where Baltimore was ahead. They won that game 37 to 20 and New England used the short passes. Edelman caught 10 passes for 89 yards that game, and Mohamed Sanu caught 10 passes for 81. And so I think the guy that fits into that uh, profile is Jacoby Myers. Had a real nice game against the Jets. And, you know, just looking at last week with Baltimore, you know, 
Indianapolis really struggled through the air, but the, the passes that they were able to connect on were those short passes to guys like Pittman and Pascal, uh, you know, short slants. And those are the same patterns that uh, Newton was hitting Myers on against the Jets. So I think they'll feature Myers again. And I think this could be a James White week. You know, he's had sort of low volume this year. But in that game last year, he got 11 touches against Baltimore, 84 yards from scrimmage, got in the end zone. And so if the Patriots have any chance of winning here, I think they've got to feature White and Myers. Uh, what are your thoughts on that approach? Yeah, no, that's those are the guys that I highlighted as well. Um, you know, interesting, though, I mean, based on that game plan, they are going to be playing from behind. Do you play Cam Newton in this slate as a low-owned, as a contrarian play? Because, you know, the way the matchup looks, people are not going to be looking towards Cam Newton here. So I think that's kind of interesting that Cam Newton would be in play. Plus, you're going to get the rushing upside here. So does Cam Newton actually get more passing yards as Lamar Jackson, but similar type production in the rushing game? Um, that's certainly possible here. But, yeah, I can see James White. Uh, you know, if you think about Cam Newton in his prime throwing to Christian McCaffrey, a lot of those checkdowns and running back routes, James White has a similar type skill set. And you can't just pound the ball up the middle against this Baltimore defensive front. So that's the way you'd have to beat them is get them out in space and get these playmakers like James White. And you're right, Belichick does look for their weakness and try to exploit that. You know, he knows he's not going to be able to just beat them in the trenches like they normally used to be able to do here. Um, so, yeah, I can see James White getting heavily involved. And Jacoby Myers looks great. He's got great rapport with Cam and a tough matchup. But they yeah, Baltimore will, you know, they'll defend against the deep pass and get and give up the underneath stuff, you know? Um, so yeah, I can see those guys racking up some points, especially in a, like a full PPR format, like DraftKings here. So yeah, pretty tough. Uh, it's a low implied total for new England, but someone's got to get the, you know, like I always say, they got to get the garbage time points if they're down big in the second half. So they can rack up some points that could be valuable in a showdown slate like this or a primetime slate. Yeah. And you know, you, you touched on the quarterback. So I'll follow up on that uh, for, for one more point on this game. It's kind of surprising if you just look at the the raw numbers in terms of fantasy production. This year, Lamar Jackson only has three games over 20 fantasy points on DraftKings. And Cam Newton, meanwhile, four of his seven games, he's been over 20. And yet he's much, much cheaper. So I agree. You know, Cam Newton is certainly in play for me on this two-game slate. So... Uh, the, the lines we've been talking about so far are, of course, courtesy of our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. Again, the line here is Baltimore minus seven over under 43 and a half. And that number is going to sound familiar when we get to the second game. But before we do that, let's take a minute to hear from our friends at betus.com.pa. Wake up, sports bettors. Sports are in high gear at BetUS.com, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line at BetUS. Earn bragging rights over your friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry, BetUS. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, but more importantly, you need a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, basketball, MMA, golf, horse racing, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Sign up now with promo code COACHTALK for 125% sign-up bonus up to two grand. 
the best in the biz. Now you have the best book in the business with the best DFS provider in the business, Coach Talk. Create your account to make point spread bets, futures bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sports book is as committed to their members as BetUS. Sign up now and get in on the winning side of the ball. Welcome back, and thank you for that wonderful offer. This is available to all listeners here on the podcast, so use that promo code COACHTALK when you go to betus.com.pa. Make that first deposit, get a 125% match. And if you do that this weekend, you can get involved in these games here. So game two, the lines you're going to be looking at right now are Minnesota minus three on the road for the Monday night game against Chicago. Over-under is, again, 43 and a half. And this one's going to kick off at 8.15 Monday night, looking like uh, low 40s, clear weather. Um, could get a little little wind in that first game, by the way. I forgot to mention that. So uh, slightly better conditions in game two for passing, which I'm excited about because Minnesota is bad against the pass. And with Chicago, we've got the big news that Coach Nagy is not going to call plays here. So you know maybe we can finally get uh, some rhythm going here for the Bears and uh, air it out a little bit. Um, in terms of injuries... It's really the rushing game that's the most affected for Chicago here with Montgomery out. And then on the Minnesota side, we've got Irv Smith out. So let's start on the Chicago side, Shane, because uh, I want to hear your thoughts on this passing attack against Minnesota. They're ranked 30th in that department this year. Yeah, interesting, though, how if you look at these teams, Minnesota started out really bad. And all of a sudden, they're streaking now. They beat Green Bay and Detroit, two division foes there. And then Chicago, complete opposite, started out really good, and now they're struggling. So it's just interesting to, uh, how these teams have completely flipped the script on each other here. Um, but, yeah, Chicago, they're really decimated at running back. They were down to pretty much David Montgomery, who's been a, a workhorse for them. He hasn't been very productive, but he's been a workhorse. And now all of a sudden you got, you know, Ryan Nall, who I looked at as more like a fullback type player. And then, you know, who's the other running back? You know, I don't know if they're going to get some practice squad guys going. We talked about how they had Lamar Jackson sitting on the as a veteran on the practice squad. But Cordell yeah. Patterson. Lamar Miller. Yeah, Lamar Miller. Yeah, Lamar Miller. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> Pat Cordell Patterson is, uh, you know, he looks good when he plays running back, too. I mean, he's more of a special teams wide receiver, so you could play him at wide receiver. But, yeah, I think that uh, they're going to spread him out and definitely run a lot more three and four wide receiver sets here and let Nick Foles just, you know, run the uh, run, run pass option, quick passes, you know, and, and try to exploit the secondary Minnesota, obviously pretty weak in the secondary. They seem to be playing better lately, just in the last few games that I've noticed, but uh, still young and inexperienced in the way you, way we attack them. They don't have much of a pass rush. So this is sets up good for Nick Foles. Uh, as he doesn't do well under pressure, but he shouldn't be under heavy pressure here and uh, definitely a weak secondary, and he's got some good pass guys to throw to. So I think Nick Foles is in play, and you can get him at a, a pretty cheap price on the whether, uh, you know, most of the, on the uh, primetime slates. We'll see with the showdowns how cheap he is there. So Nick Foles is in play. Love connecting him with uh, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson has been questionable this week, but he did get in some practices in limited fashion. So I think Allen Robinson's in a great matchup against Minnesota secondary. So I look for him to have a, a huge game here. And then uh, the other guys, again, they're going to be running these three wide receiver sets almost the whole game is the way I look at it is 
Darnell Mooney's going to be in play. He's really cheap. If you look at the primetime games, he keeps getting better and better in terms of the rapport and the targets. And Anthony Miller, I think, will get more play here as well as he usually lines up in the slot. But again, they should be running more three wide receiver sets. So Anthony Miller, I think, is a great playmaker that they don't always uh, get the ball to that much. Uh, but I could see him having a breakout game. He's super cheap. And then you can play Cordell Patterson at wide receiver, and he might catch a couple passes, but he's going to probably get a, quite a bit of play at running back and get some plays there as well. And, you know, Cordell Patterson, he only needs one play to break it, really, because, you know, he's he just he reminds you of just like a punt returner, kick returner every time he gets the ball, you know, and the guy, that guy's tough to bring down in space, you know, and he, he's, he's still super explosive. So I love Cordell Patterson's kind of contrarian play. Jimmy Graham looks good. He's got to find the fountain of youth here. Uh, good matchup against uh, Minnesota here as well. Uh, you know, so I think Jimmy Graham's also in play. If you don't want to pay up for Mark Andrews in that first game, you can you can pay pay down for Jimmy Graham. And again, they're going to just be passing the ball a ton. That's just the way they're going to have to do it. So it's interesting how this matchup's the complete opposite because one team's just going to run the ball that we'll talk about in Minnesota, and then Chicago's going to pass the ball here. So, so I imagine you got to love the Chicago passing game just as much as I do. I do, and I think it could be the highest volume passing attack on this slate, you know, because we know in that first game, Baltimore's going to try to run the ball uh, and, and possess it and, you know, make the game shorter and have less plays be run. And, you know, if if New England tries to pass it, sure, they, they may pass it more than Baltimore, but, you know, Cam Newton can also run it himself. So there's just going to be a lot of rushing plays in that first game. And so here we get to the second game. And this is just a great matchup on paper for, for Chicago to throw it. And last week against Tennessee, Foles threw it 52 times. You know, you just don't really think of the Bears in this division as that type of high-volume passing attack. But they were last week, and I think they will be against Minnesota. Uh, and, and Foles, you know, they in that loss, he threw for 335 yards and two touchdowns. So, again, Foles gets a, a bit of a bad rap, um, but just – I think it makes sense. He's also the cheapest on the DraftKings primetime slate. So I agree. I, I'll pair him up with Robinson and Mooney. I like both of those guys. Graham, good matchup, like you said. Tight ends have uh, made 13 receptions in the last two games against Minnesota. And Jimmy Graham has had f- at least five receptions in three of his last four games. So a bit, bit of a renaissance for him. A good connection with Foles. And then one more note on the running backs. You know, you alluded to Lamar Miller. He's not on the slate right now. We're recording this early Sunday morning. So there is still time if they activate him uh, that he could be added to the slate. So keep that in mind. All right, Shane, on the Minnesota side, I'm curious where you want to go here because Chicago has a, a pretty tough defense. So how are you looking to attack them here? I mean, on these small slates, when you have a player that's this this good, like Delvin Cook, you you know you can't really make a case to uh, fade Delvin Cook even in a tough matchup because you know when you watch the film, it wasn't just a fluke that he's had these huge you know monster fantasy games. Like just their their scheme in terms of the way they block and those the uh, Delvin Cook's ability to cut back on a dime like that and explode through the hole and and break tackles is is you know def- definitely top level elite here. Uh, it's just they create so much space and and they they really challenge the defense. Uh, and really really uh, make them press you know horizontally and then attack them vertically at the same time with these cutbacks. 
So just their blocking scheme and their execution of it and Delvin Cook the way he's looked, even against a tough Bears front, they can they he can definitely cause issues for them. So obviously probably not going to expect a huge ceiling game, but in a smaller slate, you know, whether you're playing showdown or prime time, Delvin Cook, if he can even get to 20 fantasy points, is super valuable here. So that's why you just have to, you know, just eat the chalk with Delvin Cook here and play him. And you already know Minnesota wants to do that. It's because it's not like you can attack Chicago in the passing game like they're weak in the passing game because if you look at it Minnesota actually does have a run blocking advantage against Chicago because of that great run scheme um, and obviously an advantage at the running back position but they have a big disadvantage in terms of trying to protect against the pass rush it's not a good not a good matchup against you know uh, Khalil Mack and those guys so you, you certainly don't want Kirk Cousins being under pressure trying to sling the ball around. So so it's pretty much Dalvin Cook. I pretty much would fade uh, Kirk Cousins. I don't trust him under that amount of pressure. And uh, Chicago is really tough in the secondary as well. So you, this that's the avenue for them to run it. And they are good enough to beat this tough defensive front, um, which is probably why Minnesota's favored. Um, and then uh, I probably would go, if I had to choose a wide receiver, probably go with Justin Jefferson. He'll probably be mostly on the rookie, rookie uh, Jalen Johnson, although Jefferson moves all around. He seems to be still more explosive than Adam Thielen, who just hadn't seen to do much lately. And Adam Thielen will probably see more Kyle Fuller. So I would pick Jefferson. He's a pretty reasonable price here. Uh, he still has big play upside. He's the type of guy that can definitely hit those huge plays and the run after the catch ability. So if they are going to hit him for one or two deep plays, it's Jefferson, in my opinion. And then you can take a look at Kyler, uh, or, or sorry, Kyle Rudolph, just because he's cheap. And with uh, with the uh, Irv Smith Jr. out, you know, he's going to get all the tight end looks here. And uh, you can exploit Chicago a little bit over in the middle with the tight ends where you don't typically exploit them on the outside with tough coverage in the pass rush. So Kirk Cousins will be looking for those big tight ends in the middle, and that'll be Kyler, uh, Kyle Rudolph in this one. So he's certainly in play as well. But, yeah, tough matchup but really, really good running game with Dalvin Cook, obviously, and the, their scheme here. So that's why pretty obvious play here with uh, with Dalvin Cook. You just eat the chalk. Yeah, I'll have him in my lineups um, for the reasons you mentioned. You could go Alexander Madison, uh, you know, to get it unique. He's good price. He got 12 carries last week against Detroit for 69 yards. So they can both produce because – they are so good with that scheme, and they want to run it, and they do run it. So he's in play for me on, on a two-game slate. And with the pass catchers, I am interested in Kyle Rudolph a little bit. Uh, tight ends have scored a touchdown against Chicago in six of nine weeks. So, uh, you know, Rudolph hasn't been at the forefront this year with, with Smith, or Smith Jr., but I, I think he's still capable, uh, so he could pay off value here. Um all right, Shane, let's talk about membership real quick and what lineups we're going to be building here for our members. Uh, we give out the primetime lineup on FanDuel that you can just plug and play. We'll give the, the cash lineup and then the GPP lineup for the two-game slate. And we also give out full lineups on FanDuel for each showdown slate. So, uh, you know, we've talked mostly tonight about the, the two-game slate on DraftKings but for our members, what we do is we actually go in and give full lineups for the showdown as well. So we'd love to have you folks join us for that. Uh, to become a member, just go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, 
and get a weekly or monthly membership or the winter special that takes you through the entire NFL season. So uh, love to have you do that. Shane, do you want to tell everybody about our, our uh, requests with YouTube? Yeah, if you could uh, subscribe on YouTube, we appreciate the support so we can continue to give you uh, great free content every single week. As we're a newer company, we're always looking for uh, support there. So definitely subscribe and like, you know, if you're on the pod center, definitely, uh, you know, subscribe there and uh, give us a good review as well. But definitely subscribe on YouTube. We appreciate the support so we can continue to give you great free content every single week. Absolutely. And then social media, uh, interact with us. We'd love to do that. Uh, Shane is at DET Sports Shane on Twitter. I am at Language Olympic. And you can find all of us at DFS Coach Talk. And then uh, with our other shows this weekend, in case you are still looking for main slate research, uh, go check out our quarterbacks show, the wide receiver tight ends podcast. We also did a running backs show. And then coming up next week, we'll get back on our schedule here on Thursday, we'll preview week 11 as we keep just grinding along each week with six podcasts in the NFL. So uh, be sure to hit that alert button on YouTube and we will catch you next time. So on behalf of Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you on the next NFL podcast as we look to crush it in DFS.